take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. So I had the dilemma of even, you know, deciding if I wanted to do any episodes around COVID-19 because there's so much information and I think that you know, podcasts maybe should refrain from putting out facts and things to do like that and just leave that up to the public health officials. Um, mm-hmm. But I just want to cover another angle. So I'm pleased to be joined by uh, good friends of the show, Tony Stark, Dana Perez. What's up? Hello hey. from from our homes. <laughs> no, from our homes. Yeah, this. You're also my <laughs> test pilot because now I have to do this from home. So yeah. And in, uh, ca- and, and in case well. anybody's wondering, I am wearing pants. I know that's a question a lot of people are going to be asking, but I am wearing pants. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't even been like showering till the evening. That's like how my day's been going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez, guys. I think, I think any routine. Well, the, one of the first things is like whenever someone says, when you do an interview at home, like a Skype interview or like FaceTime, are, are you actually wearing pants? I think that's a valid question. And I think we've answered that today. I, every time I see an interview of someone doing a Skype interview on like the news or something, I see like uh, their, their suits a little like rustled at the top. I'm like, that's not tucked in. <laughs> uh, Tony, uh, Tony Kornheiser, who's like a sports writer in the States, he does this show every day called uh, Pardon the Interruption. And it's on television. And you just see him above the desk. But when they pan out, sometimes he's wearing shorts and Birkenstocks under, but he's wearing a suit jacket, a, a tie, and a shirt, which is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the reason I wanted to bring you guys on is uh, you have a different angle on this whole thing. Now, you guys do a show together, 2 to 7, on Jump 106.9. Um, and you guys are kind of tasked with not only going into work still as radio is an essential service Mm -hmm. but also being on a music station trying to balance not only updating the public but not i guess i don't know i'll I'll let you guys describe how you want to describe it first of all how are you two doing with how everything's happening in the world Honestly, this week has been so strange. I don't know what day it is. I don't like I'm it's just bizarre. And I think this was the first week. I think it was Tuesday. Um it was very early in the week where it actually like pretty hit, like pretty much hit me that I'm like, "Oh, okay, like this is you know, like this is pretty serious and I feel a little down and I feel even maybe even bleak about the future, you know?" Uh, um, yeah. And, and you know, it's funny you say that because you ever wait, you ever like take a nap in the middle of the day? Like you, you go to sleep, you take a nap when it's still light out and then you wake up, you're in the dark. You don't know where you are. You don't know like what day it is. Like you're completely, um, you're, you're discombobulated a little bit. That's what it kind mm-hmm. of feels like this week has been ever since this kind of started. You just, like she said, you don't know what day it is. Everything is just come to a stop that it's, it's nothing I've experienced before. Well, routines are out the window, right? For mm-hmm. most people, for for myself, it's pretty much the same since we still go to work. But, um, you know, for most people, they're having to change everything about what they've, you know, put in place for themselves on a daily basis. Yeah, I mean, like I put it some tweets out last night. Uh, that's one of the things I'm struggling the hardest with is I built my whole kind of mental health wellness plan around this routine and extracurriculars going to work, going to the gym, uh, you know, 
socializing with the same people, uh, hanging out with friends, like all that stuff. And it, it's basically like I took years of building it to get to a point where like I'm all right. And now all of that's gone out the window. And like you said, I, I like for a number of people, this is like mm-hmm. the same fact. And I think it like, it's just for all of us, like it's okay to admit like this isn't okay. And that yeah. I know people want to spread positivity, but at this point, especially because we're so new into this, like it's, it's okay to admit that we're all struggling right now. And yeah, you did that, Dana did that, sorry, uh, yes, was it yesterday, Dana, or Tuesday? We, we did a break on the air where she admitted, like, I'm not okay. Like, I'm, I'm kind of down, I'm bummed out. Like, um, and I think part of doing a show where you reach so many people is you need to express that we're feeling the same way a lot of you are feeling. And then you build that connection, right? Like, we are going through the same thing that a lot of our listeners are going through. And Dana admitted that, you know, she was just a little down and stuff. And we talked about it. Um, and, and like, you know, you said, the good thing is, is like your internet still works. Like you can FaceTime your friends. There is those connections you can still establish. It's not the same as face to face, but there's still some things that we can still do to kind of keep that human connection in times like this. Yeah. And it's going to be a learning curve, right? Cause I mean, everything is changing and we don't know how long it's going to have to be this way. We really don't. No. Um, so I guess it's finding ways to bring that routine back in your life at home, as difficult as that probably is. Mm-hmm. I, don't know. I don't know. How do you guys balance? Like I said, you guys have a music show. So, you know, people aren't necessarily listening to you uh, for like all the hardcore news, but obviously it's important to update people. How do you guys find yourself balancing, you know, keeping that, entertainment aspect and you know kind of keep things light and positive but also you know balance it like the, the significant news that's going on like i mean the prime minister is speaking right now as we're talking again with the daily update like how how difficult is that um i'd say like obviously it's important to keep people informed and like give them the essentials the what they need to know on a daily basis Um, But we do try to keep things a little lighter too while still talking about the issues or what's going on with COVID-19, maybe talking about the good news stories, um, the positive stories. And also there are parts in the show where we avoid it completely and just talk about like human things, like everyday human things, daily life experiences that have nothing to do with that. And I think that's important too. Yeah. And, and the thing is like, we're, we know we're not a talk station. If somebody's looking for uh, as much info as possible and they want to hear from like um, experts, then they're going to go to the talk stations. They're going to flip on the television. But I think if anybody makes a decision to flip on a top 40 station or a music station, I don't think they're looking for a complete escape, but they're looking for just something to take their minds off it, at least for a little bit. And me and Dana, like she said, we just try to give you the facts on what's happening. We try to tell you, look, wash your hands, you know, uh, uh, you know, keep a distance from everybody, social distancing. We're trying to keep you up to date with what is working. Um, but the most part, the biggest part of our show is just to make you laugh and forget about it for a few hours. And that's why we, our show is, other than the news part, we've kind of stuck to what we normally do, which is talk about um everyday things and and open up the phone lines and try to get people's reactions on stuff and we're just trying to take your mind off it for a little bit but at the same time because our audience it wants to be informed like we have a very intelligent 
um, demo that we're targeted. They, they want to be informed, um, but they don't want it to be all about it. And they want a little bit of everything. So that's what we try to do. Yeah. And we got a great, well, we didn't get it. Ali got a great call yesterday. Um, Ali, who does middays on Jump 106.9. Somebody called and said, you know, you're doing such a great job. You're all like important in a way that, you know, thank you for keeping up with the smiles and the laughs and the fun stuff. And it's not just doom and gloom because that's really important too. Um, so that was nice to hear. Yeah. Uh, I guess, do you feel pressure that people are tuning into you in this critical time and as media members, you know, you have a, a responsibility. Do you feel that pressure when you're talking or is it like you crack the mic and it's kind of business as usual? Um, I don't think I feel, I don't think I feel pressure because I think we're doing a pretty decent job at covering what people need to know and also, you know, um, business as usual stuff. Yeah, you know, if anything, I think it might be, do I feel pressure? Uh, probably not. I feel pressure every day we do the show, even before this whole thing happened, just to entertain and to do a, a better show than um, our competitions in the market. So I don't, I don't really feel an added pressure. If anything, I just feel like um, it's more important now to, to, to every time we open the mic to say something that's going to resonate, if that's not in a, a story about COVID-19, it's just about anything else we're talking about. Because I think my, right now there might be more listeners because people are self-quarantining, they're home. Um, so yeah, I don't feel anything, any more pressure than usual, not usually. Yeah, and this is where like radio kind of shines a bit, right? Because people can go and they can, you know, get their speaker to play Spotify and just play music. But like we can come on and we can take your mind off stuff. We can, you know, say something thought provoking or keep you informed while also entertaining and playing music. So yeah. And you know, uh, I don't think people are looking for a complete escape. I think if you people who put on Spotify like all day, um, I think those guys are not looking to they don't want to hear anything about it. I think radio is a really good balance, um, at least our show, of what you need to know and let's take your mind off it for a little bit. We try to strike that balance that, um, because if you look at your Twitter timeline and you look at your social media, like it's, it really does look at every story is about COVID. It's, uh, you do hear some good stories here and there, but your timelines are kind of filled with it. So we're just trying to give you a break. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When you look at TV, especially it, uh, I know a lot of, TV stations have like switched to almost 24 news and then it's literally just COVID updates. Like there is no other news about anything else going on. And I think we talked about that in both of our episodes. Um, now those were early days of the podcast. So I'd love for you to get both of your perspectives. Um, what makes, I know you touched on a little bit, but what makes radio so important and still relevant, especially in a time like this? Well, it's the, and I always tell people this about radio when they complain about it or say that they don't listen to it. Um, I ask them to tell me where else they can get an absolute free, completely doesn't cost you anything. You don't even need data service um, that keeps you informed, that gives you mu music and entertains you. I mean, there's no, there's nothing like radio available. Um, and yeah, again, like a time like this, it's, it's, it does, um, a few things for people, right? Yeah, and you know what? Also, when you're watching those cable news networks, uh, you know, the CNNs, Foxes, all that stuff, um, 
they, a lot of those stations, they have a narrative they need to follow if, you know, and they give you broad strokes of what's happening in the country, um, around the world. But what radio does is we're trying to tell you also what's happening here. Like we need, we're telling you that the Ottawa food bank, uh, they need donations, uh, yeah. Canadian blood services. They're looking for donations too. So what radio does is it, it keeps you connected with home with where you are right now. How does what's happening affect me today in my own life? And radio, um, local radio especially, is the best place to go for that. Um, yeah, that's to, very to, well said. Yeah, to, um, uh, did I just get a compliment from my co-host? What the hell? <laughs> it never happens. What it's never happens. And you, can, <laughs> you can hear it for yourself between two and seven, Monday to Friday. <laughs> um, a big thing right now I've been seeing is, I mean, maybe not, more recently but media was under a lot of scrutiny uh, kind of people saying that we're playing up fears that we're contributing to the mass panic you know talking about the toilet paper talking about the hand sanitizer lines in grocery stores that we perpetuated this hysteria among the public now, I don't know do any of you have kind of like a, a response to that uh, you know as esteemed members of the media <laughs> I'm not, I think I Sorry, I'm not, I'm not stroking any fears. I'm just telling you what I see. Like, yeah. I went to the grocery stores. I saw the toilet paper being completely sold out everywhere. I saw people arguing over the smallest things. I'm not, uh, I don't think I'm drumming up any sort of fear. I'm just telling you what I saw. And um, it's just a reality of what's happening right now. Um, I think if we didn't talk about people buying up all the toilet paper, I think that's, I don't think we should have avoided that because we came on and we said, you don't need to buy eight cases of toilet paper. You know, like grocery stores aren't going to run out. There's just, if anything, we said, just buy one or two. And if you got like a couple and somebody has none, give them one. You know, uh, we tried to, actually, I think we tried to temper what was going on out there. Yeah, I think some, I definitely, there are some media outlets out there that probably pander to the fear mongering. Um, but like even on our own um, social media pages, like the stations, you could see some comments of people coming in like, oh, stop the fear mongering. When literally all we posted was that Ottawa had its first case, confirmed yeah. case of COVID-19. And that is news that people in this city would want to know. People would want to know that, you know, it's confirmed that the virus arrived in this city, yet somebody calls it fear mongering. So I think that people as well need to be conscious of what they're seeing on social media because if you're spending a lot of time on social you're going to be seeing a lot of coronavirus COVID-19 information yeah. and that might make you feel panic that might make you feel worried so maybe step back just get your facts and then step back from it all because I think that is what's causing people to maybe start feeling panicked Well said. I, going through this whole new process of everyone sitting in different rooms, talking on the microphone, trying to balance who's going to talk. Fun times. Yeah. <laughs> I know nobody wants to talk over anybody else. And... No, it's all good. Um, did you see those spring breakers? Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. <gasps> Terrible. Well, unfor <laughs> unfortunately, like there's going to be that crowd, no matter what happens, like ignorance is bliss for a lot of people uh and you know when you're in your early 20s you feel invincible right and it's true you feel like i did when i was in my early 20s and 
oh, I'm not going to get sick. I don't know anyone that's going to get sick. Let's just party. Nothing's going to happen. It'll be fine. And then it's only like after when you're a couple years later, like when those, when those guys who are on that video look back, you know, what are they going to tell their kids? Well, I don't think anybody will want to procreate with them anyways, but if they have kids, <laughs> what are you going to, what are you going to tell your kids? Like, yeah, mom and dad were morons. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just the way people feel when they're in their twenties, they feel invincible. Well, yeah. I, I, and like, kind of like what you said, I, when I first saw that video my immediate reaction was, oh my God, natural selection, where are you? But right. also I was like, wait, when I was 21 and all I cared about was going out with my friends and like drinking and having a good time. If I was 21 today, like, would I still be doing that? I, I don't know. I can't say I might. Um, because like you said, at tw when you're young, you think, oh, whatever, who cares? Um, and there's a lot of misinformation about younger people not um, being affected by this illness, which isn't true. Younger people are being affected. Um, but they think that it's only elderly people or it's only uh, immunocompromised people. So I don't know. I think it's ridiculous and they need to probably learn a little, but also I feel like if I was young, maybe I might be the same way. Yeah. yeah but those, those, those people on the beach in Florida, like, they're not all in their 20s. Some of them are in their 30s. Some of them are in their 40s. I don't know if it's that people, some people just don't care. It's just, there's just so much misinformation out there. I think there's a, a, a part of the population that just doesn't believe it or doesn't want to believe it or believe it's as serious as it is. So they're just not going to let it stop them from living their lives. I guess it goes that way for anything. And it's so difficult to grasp uh, and put my, at least my head around that, you know, we're all this talk about social distancing and, you know, I've been reading articles that this could go on for, you know, up to a year to 18 months in some cases until we truly have a vaccine because this, this virus is so easily, like it spreads so quick and so easy that until we have a vaccine, most people like we're, we're going to have to deal with some sort of isolation and social distancing for quite a while that people just don't, understand the severity of it and i guess it goes for everything whether we look on the internet with on twitter on on politics like if you look at conspiracy theories that a fraction of the population will always think this way and unfortunately that's going to affect us all and how the government responds to this this virus it's funny i just read an article in newfoundland they have some of the most strict I guess, social distancing measures in place. Like if you are violating um, either opening, I guess, your business or your restaurant, um, you could be fined. There's like jail time. Uh, if you're holding events, more than 50 people, again, fines, jail time. So I don't know if that, maybe that'll work better for them. I don't know. <laughs> but well, I thought I wonder, that was interesting. I wonder if, let's say they do that, right? They're like, okay, if, you know, we find you in a group bigger than 50 people for public, you know, because of the, the risk to the public, you know, could they start arresting people? Could you imagine the backlash from that? Like the cry from people, you know, it's just, I would think people would lose it even more than they already are, you know, like, and in some cities, they, they just shut the cities down. You weren't even allowed outside for a while. Yeah. It's scary. Um, when you think about, a lot of people don't want the government to become too involved with their life. You know, I think we all agree. We talk a lot that uh, we're 
pretty staunch believers in a little bit of personal freedom and freedom of movement and all these things that we believed up in to this point. And now we're in a crisis and that people aren't listening. People are, a lot of people are switching their tune that we're like, oh no, we actually need the government to control our lives a little bit and, and institute these things that I think at another time we wouldn't agree with. And it just goes to show the truly unprecedented time that we live in. And it's hard to believe that it's happening. But even me, like, you know, me and my believer in free speech and all this stuff. And now all of a sudden I'm totally changing my tune being like, no, the government needs to lock these things. And if you don't listen, do you get charged with assault with, you know, attempted murder? Like how far could we take this to try to make people listen? It's that kind of scary. I yeah. guess that also it also depends on how far this is going to go. Like, how much longer is are we going to be living like this? You know, if it gets to the point where it keeps getting worse and worse and worse, then I think the longer it goes and the worse it gets, the more the government will step in and put in measures to try to stop it or at least to spread the community spread as much as possible. Well, it's like what they're doing in Italy, right? I think the government is fully controlling. Um, what's going on in in the cities? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they just extended their their lockdown, if you will, and you're not allowed to leave your house unless it's essential, right? Yeah, I what think is so. essential? I know, like they have to determine that what is essential to them might not be essential to you, or vice versa. That's true. Like, are you telling people they can't go outside and maybe go for a run or a walk, take the dog for a walk? Uh, what about people in relationships who don't live together? Are they saying you can't go see your your boyfriend or girlfriend or partner? You can't go see your, your family who maybe lives in another town? Like, where well, are these lines going to get drawn and what's going to be okay? Well, let's be honest. There's some relationships and even relationships with your family that you don't mind the break you're getting right now. <laughs> right true and it's true right like you know i'm not i'm not trying to i'm kind of half joking but you know everyone's been in those relationships where you don't mind the time off a little bit but it's three months too long (laughs) (laughs) ryan what are you doing like can i ask you personally like what are you doing in your case you're in a relationship have you guys been like seeing each other or like just talking over like video um right now because we still have freedom of movement at this point like i think i'm gonna go see her tonight as the day we record this is thursday Mm -hmm. um but like if the government was to impose tougher regulations on that like like i don't know what i would do if they they said would i try to like break those rules like would i go see my family who lives you know 25 minutes away even though the government said i couldn't like it, to me, that's actually causing me a little bit of anxiety. Uh, well, not even yeah. a little bit, a lot. Like, what's going to happen? Yeah, that's because I, I, I couldn't even imagine if they said you couldn't visit your family members or, you know, visit your partner or, you know, because right now they do encourage, like, like they're saying you can be outside and take that dog for a walk and go for that run, but just don't be in contact with other people. And for a lot of people, especially me, like going to see my parents is essential because I do a lot for them and they need, they rely on me to do stuff for them. You know, um, what was it Sunday, you know, when the, uh, they were really cracking down on so like just more and more news was coming out. And so I went home to my parents and I said, uh, listen, if you don't have to leave the house, 
don't leave the house. And my dad, which I love to death, turns to me and goes, well, you know, your mother, she wants a Diet Coke. I'm like, what? Diet Coke, that, that's not a sense. Well, your mother only has four more. I'm like, I don't care if she has <laughs> one more. Like, there's no use to going, why? And, you know, you know, she wants it. And I'm like, oh, man. I'm like, fine, I'll do it. I'll do it for you, you know? So I went out and I did a grocery run for them. So for me, going to see a family is essential, you know? And I think for the most part, you can pretty much justify anything as being essential if you got a good enough case. It's true, know? yeah. You know, if I don't go see my girlfriend, she will break up with me. You know, that's essential to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so there's certain things that I think you can make the case are essential. So everyone's got a story. Yeah, I agree. Like I'm even like, I'm, well, I live with my mother and my grandmother and you know, I, if I didn't, there's no way I wouldn't want to come and visit and, um, just catch up, see how they're doing, see if they need anything. I mean, my mom doesn't drive. So, um, it's my job to, you know, bring her grocery shopping and make sure that they have what they need. Um, and my grandmother would be at risk. Right. So obviously I'd take extra precautions, but yeah, mm -hmm. if, if I couldn't, if I wasn't able to go see them, yeah, I don't know. That would cause me severe anxiety. Yeah. Um, are there things in particular that you you're doing to try to combat this for like good mental health? Like, you guys kind of are in a different position than a lot of us where you have a kind of responsibility to be up on the latest news, which I know can be very consuming. Mm -hmm. um, how are you guys trying to take a break, trying to reset yourselves and make sure that like, you know, you're not walking into your show like overridden with anxiety or, or depression or completely worried because you still, your job is to uplift people and, and keep them engaged. Mm -hmm. Well, I think we are particularly lucky because we can still have that routine because we are still able to go to work physically. Um, so to have that, I think really helps just to be able to um, maintain the same routine. Like I'm still waking up in the morning, exercising, showering, eating breakfast, prepping for the day and going to work. Like I'm not doing anything differently than, you know, I was a couple months ago really. So I think that helps um, mentally. And also, I think it helps that me and Dana kind of lean on each other um, to give each other, uh, give each other mental breaks. You know, when Dana was having kind of a rough time on Monday or Tuesday, you know, I, it's my responsibility to um, not, not make her forget about it, but just to um, distract her a little bit or crack stupid jokes or make her laugh or, you know, um, just kind of put her at ease for a little bit. Um, and then sometimes when I'm doing the same, she's there for me. She's been there for me a lot. So I think we lean on each other. And like she said, the routine really helps because, you know, a lot of people are stuck at home. And I think you get cabin fever when you're stuck at home, right? Uh, especially knowing that you can't go out or like you, you might not want to go outside. So, and also, I don't think I've done anything differently. Like as far as other than washing my hands and social distance and stuff, I've tried to keep my life as normal as possible. Um, so that's like playing video games or uh, <laughs> yeah, being clean, a hermit cleaning was, sneakers. Uh, <laughs> being a hermit was my life before this. And now it's just uh, what we're supposed to do. So this is great. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's just a hermit now that washes her hands more. That's all it is. You know what I mean? So... I find it really interesting. So I was doing some reading on the uh, Spanish flu 
And, you know, there's not a lot of information just because of the time that everyone lived in. Uh, you know, you had some newspaper articles and, and what have you. Uh, we live in a time of like unprecedented content and self-documentation. It is going to be absolutely wild in a hundred years when people look back at this time and everything that was documented, like including this podcast and how everyone was speaking and talking about it and the escalation and people using hashtags of COVID-19 to pump up their brand, even though it has nothing to do with it. Oh. That's the story for another time. <laughs> no, let's, 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 let's talk about that now. Cause that's the one thing that's really irked me about this is that certain people have decided that this is the opportunity to chase clout and to get followers. So they'll lick toilet seats. Um, they'll take pictures and masks and tell their own story uh, you know, and, and try to take advantage of something that's trending that's literally killing people just to get some followers. I think it says a lot, it says a lot about where parts of society are right now and where they're, um, uh, what they think is important and where their priorities are. You know, there's people who, uh, you know, have, I've seen go out and act like nothing happened and party it up and now they might have it and now they're looking for sympathy it's like yo you got no one to blame but yourself you knew the dangers of this you knew that going out and 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 going into crowds may could lead to this and now that it might have you are looking for likes and posts to, about it just like there's got to be some sort of responsibility you know like self-responsibility and i just okay. think sometimes we don't have it when it comes to social media, though, and this is toilet liquors aside, that's a whole other breed of stupid. Um, <laughs> but when it comes to people posting stuff on social media, um, I think that people have good intentions, but a lot of people are completely like just blind to how that things can be perceived on social media by others. Um, like posting photos of yourself, like, oh, I was sick you know three years ago and in the hospital and this changed my life and, 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 and some people might not perceive that the way that you are perceiving that that might look like you're just looking for attention or you're looking for likes or follows and I think that they have like good intentions they're just completely deaf like tone deaf to how they're being perceived or yeah, how well, people could perceive things if yeah, that's true mention that uh sorry Tony uh, okay. but go ahead. when you post a picture like that like even if you comment something else on top of it, your first instinct is to look at that picture. So just that initial point you're putting on people is, is gross. Yeah. Well, remember- It's like, kind of like clickbaity. Yeah. Like remember yeah. those uh, influencers that were posting big smiles and, and pouring glasses of alcohol and, and thinking about those people that died on 9-11? Like remember all that stuff? Like there's just people who will take advantage of any sort of situation to raise their clout. And um, I think, yeah, like you said, it might be a, a different conversation for a different day. <laughs> yeah, we could go on for that about this for a while. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Seriously, uh, unfortunately, in this new reality of of podcasting, Zoom only lets me have forty minutes. So, as much as I'd love to talk to you guys, I got three minutes and twenty six seconds left of free time. Oh no! Um, you yeah. and you asked us a question too, and we hijacked it. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> So listen, um, I appreciate what you guys are doing. I know a lot of people do too because of the the emails that are rolling into you know the, the station and, and my email and uh, other members of the staff. Uh, much love to you both. You know, you two are some of my best friends, and 
it sucks that I don't get to see you guys every day, but uh, I know you're out there doing, doing the good work. So we really appreciate it. Well, thanks, man. I miss Ryan time in the office for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I think you are a good person as well. Oh, <laughs> that's the nicest thing he's ever said to me. I was actually talking to Dana, but sure. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> uh, what a guy. Where can uh, no, people listen to you guys? Uh, Monday to Friday, 2 to 7 on Jump 106.9. Yeah, and you can also uh, follow us on social. We're uh, at the station at Jump Ottawa. Uh, you can follow me at Tony Stark Radio on uh, all my social media. And Jump I'm at Drive Dana with Tony and Dana. Yeah, and she's at Dana Breezy. Uh, oh, I just cut that off. And, Shit. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we actually, we want to thank you, uh, Ryan, you know, it's, it, for, for bringing us back on and just being able to talk to us about like everything that's going on right now, because we're like you said, we're in a very strange time right now. Yeah, it's going to be wild listening to this podcast in like two or three weeks and being like, holy fuck, it's so out of date. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because, and remember everybody who's listening, do your research. Uh, auto public health if you live in the city of ottawa get your get your stuff from them wash your hands and you know pass the tp because you don't need that much oh god dan yeah. wash your hands people yeah wash <laughs> your hands people. yeah all right tony dana thanks everybody thank you Later. Bye. you take the red pill you stay in wonderland and i show you how deep the rabbit hole goes